Hello, entrepreneurs. Joe DeCharis, CPA extraordinaire. Coming to you live from, from downtown or uptown, somewhere in the middle, Beth Page, Long Island, New York. And for Studio City, California. Where listen, that that I didn't introduce you yet, Lisa. Oh, sorry. This is this is my intro. Uh, where was I? So tonight we have another amazing episode of How to Win a Business, and tonight we have my my pixelated friend, Lisa Go. <laughs> you look fine from my end, so you think that you look pixelated, but Lisa, I don't know how to describe Lisa. She's become a good friend. She's a client. She's funny. She's smart. Uh, she acts outside the box. And why don't I, I? You know what to say, Lisa. So why don't you? Just of course say? I do. You know the show must go on. That's the first thing I started. So if people came on at the beginning of this, what happened was my green screen completely decided to fall apart. Which I would have been able to put up my lovely company logo and have a background that's not my kitchen, but uh, crap happens. Um, I was going to say something else, but I don't know whether this is PG or R rated. So uh, I'm from uh, downtown. uh, There is no downtown Studio City, California, next to all studios. We can walk to Universal Studios from my house and nestled in the beautiful Hollywood Hills. Thank you, Joe, for having me on the show. Um, Yes, uh, this is all about business. And I work in several businesses, but mainly the business of show. Yes, but you do something, you know, there's people that do do what you do, I guess, which is try to help uh, creative people monetize their talents, right? Yeah. There's a gap. There's a big gap between creativity and commerce. And almost everybody that I know that wants to make money as an actor, a writer, a singer, a dancer, maybe you want to be a celebrity chef, maybe you want to be an influencer. The whole point of all of these things is making money, right? If you're doing it for a living or even as a hobby. (laughs) So here's the thing. I don't know which side of the brain is the logical one, but that's that's what I use uh, because... You know, making money was just, I'm like, why else would I do this? But creatives, they're like, what? I'm not, I don't care about the money. I, I care about my art. So they're using a whole different side of the brain, right? Yeah, so you know, I, there's, there's the whole uh, phrase, cash in on your passion. The problem with uh, passion is that you would do it for free. So being passionate about something is not enough to have you be able to make a, a living or even have a, you know, a, a nice hobby, uh, make you any kind of income. So if you really want to make an income or make money from your art, you need to, you know, treat your art like a product that's bought and sold. And by the way, a very saturated marketplace, because we have no shortage of creativity in the world. Right. Uh, so monetizing. Well, but. but- I, I got to stop you there. There's no shortage, but I think about all the the people that are out there that oh, yeah. don't have a chance to show the world what they do because they don't, they're not monetizing. Well, right? they don't have a chance to show what they're doing because they're thinking from, uh, um, they're coming from a, a mistaken premise. That if they're talented, they will succeed. Or if they're talented, someone will seek them out. Or if they're talented, the talent is enough. 
to make them money. And I don't know where that conversation came from, uh, probably from the people that sit on talk shows and go, well, you know, I was just sitting next to some guy on an airplane and he goes, hey, come be in my movie or, you know, some crap like that, <laughs> which is all spin. Uh, and uh, in this that's... world of, of show business, perception is reality. So somebody heard something once and then it got repeated and repeated and repeated that overnight success that takes 20 or 30 well, years. Yeah, it just doesn't not, exist. Not for nothing. That happens with entrepreneurs as well. I mean, because you know, we see people uh, go into business and it's unreal expectations, I think is what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so you can't fault them because that's, but they, so what I was thinking as I, as I was introducing you, I'm like, there are people that monetize them. I think they call them agents, right? But well, the, go ahead. Keep going. No, well, yes and no. Well, the, you know, so to me, I want to get into show business. I need an agent to get me bookings, right? But that's not a business. You, you're the agent, I think, is just getting you jobs and they take a percentage, right? Or well, a manager, or yes, a manager. I mean, yes, so tell me what the difference is. So representative, first of all, let's look at the word. Represent. Re-present. Most people who want an agent have no idea what they're presenting in the first place. You know, they have no idea what their actor product is. Or, you know, if they write something, they go, oh, I'm really talented and I love to write. Well, where's your script? Where's your outline? Where's your treatment? Where, where is it? What is it that you are presenting that you want an agent to represent just to a different set of contacts? And these days, because of computers and, you know, the ability for actors to reach, you know, let's skip the middleman, skip agents. Let's even skip casting directors. Let's go right to the people who want to hire you, the creative team. We can do that ourselves now. Um, which is why it opens up a whole nother ball game to people who aren't actors, which I also help, uh, which I like to call real people. Uh, there's uh, so many avenues uh, to make money just as being you, being a real person, that I started to focus there because I, I would assert that a lot of your listeners of your podcast are in another kind of business. You probably don't have too many actors listening to a, a, a tax strategy and business, you well, know, money but, podcast, but maybe. But, <laughs> but you know what? There's interest out there, which gives me hope for your business, because, you know, when we did that webinar. We not only did you get a, a bunch of people, but they they stayed and they asked questions. Like, yeah. Oh my God. I think they want that. They don't even know. They, they don't they know. Don't... They don't know. And it's right. right. And so I started to become a coach and a consultant in this area, the business of show in 2009, back when literally social media was just starting. I think people were just joining Facebook in 2009 and it wasn't even used uh, to, to gain clients or gain interest. It was just right. used to communicate. And so uh, that's what 12 years ago now. And as I was one of the first, probably there were like maybe three or four people doing what I do, but this conversation has finally arisen where in 12 years, you've got artists going, huh, maybe I need to do something about the business side. Maybe I should pay attention over here, but it's such, still such a junior conversation um, that is drowned out by all of the universities and and 
and private uh, acting places and and online learn how to be a painter and learn how to be a writer. I mean, there's no shortage of the education of show. And the education of show teaches you that you just need to be great. And then you'll make some money. And it's a big freaking lie. Because <laughs> I know some really, really, really talented actors and artists, uh, visual artists with literally um, storage units full of art that they can't sell. And I know brilliant actors who have no idea even how to get an agent. They don't know how to approach them. They don't know what, how to speak about what it is they do differently from every other actor out there. Well, I'm talented. Talent's in the eye and ear and, and heart of the beholder. I've been in rooms, Joe, where I've seen the same performance watched by eight people and have seen five people go, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty good. I could probably use you in something. And two people go, you know, you could do a little something different here. And it's not for me. And one person go, this person has no talent whatsoever. And we're all watching the same thing. So, you know, what is it? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Talent is in the eye of the beholder. And what I teach is the person who's the creative is how to figure out how to speak about what it is you offer not what you want, which is a big mistake. I'm an actor. I want to be in a TV series. I want an agent. I only want to do stories that are in this genre. Nobody cares. They yeah. care what they want. And so to be, uh, uh, and we're in what we call an oversaturated marketplace. If you want to make money tomorrow, go to school to be a nurse. Go to school to be a, uh, anything in the medical field. You'll make money tomorrow. The minute you graduate, you will have five offers. Uh, <coughs> let, let me ask you something. <coughs> let me ask you, because I know if I don't stop you, you'll, you'll just, just you'll go. I know. I know. So, uh, so I've spoken to a couple of your clients. Yes, you have. Uh, and some people that aren't your clients that just uh, came because uh, they know you and, and whatever. But it seemed to me like they were almost accepting of the fact that they don't have that much money. Like, Oh, okay. I'm on unemployment. And then last year I made 20 grand and I'm like, well, that's not a starving okay. artist is almost worn like a nobility. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, uh, because you know, they want to like start a business or get yeah. a grant. And I'm like, it reminds me of the church. The church should be free. If it's good for you, it should be free. You don't have to pay to go to church. Well, until I went, I was in, in a, I went to a church and I moved in Flushing and they never passed a basket. Wow. I was, like, I was like, how do you guys pay for this? They were like, oh, the elders or whatever put up the money. I'm like, there must be some pretty rich elders because yeah. that. <laughs> well, if you have but, a sponsor, uh, you know, the, the thing about being a starving artist, it's almost a, it's almost like your art is pure. I don't do it for the money. I do it for the so, art. And then behind the scenes, they'd like to get paid and wonder why they can't. Right. It's, it's, so it's, I guess, like a mindset thing that they really got to break through. It's a vicious. And a lot, a lot, of, a lot of people have that. I mean, I had it. I might still have it, but you know, the fear of money. Maybe they're thinking that, oh, I might tarnish my, uh, my talent by taking money. Well, you know that, that know. phrase "sellout." Oh, they were a sellout. Like that. So yeah. here's here's a little interesting factoid. In New York, 
not in LA, but in New York, they separate uh, in the acting industry into two different categories, uh, commercial and legit. Now, commercial is everything that you would do as an actor to be in a commercial or in a print ad or a voiceover to sell a different product or service. Legit comes from the word legitimate. Back when, oh, oh, I don't do commercials, darling. I only do legitimate theater. Um, it's because it's got a connotation of, you know, it's not, it's selling out. So when a big actor does a commercial, oh, they're selling out. And so that conversation, that thought process really screws a lot of people up. Um, in LA, at least we kind of know it's an industry. We don't call it commercial and legit. It's separated into what we call commercial and theatrical. However, theatrical does not mean theater. Theatrical means film and television. We okay. have our own vocabulary. <laughs> All right. So we're getting a little off track here because now you're talking uh, acting lingo and I, I talk business lingo. Let's talk business lingo. I love yeah. business so, lingo. So here's the thing that, so that I realized, I'm like, you could make your own movie. I mean, I, I heard of a guy actually making a, a movie on an iPad, like, an iPhone, but like it was a real like full length movie. I mean, I could make a movie, yes, right? You could. With the technology now, so like I could make a YouTube channel. I have no talent at all, but I could probably put on some kind of show. And I'm not saying I would do this, but there's people that are making millions of dollars just doing wacky things on YouTube, right? No, oh, don't get but, me started. So here's the thing. It's only the people who know how to monetize YouTube that are making money on YouTube. That's well, but, I know four actors of making stuff, putting it up on YouTube and going, huh, I wonder why I don't have subscribers. Because huh. they don't, they don't look at it. That's why I'm saying like, we need people like you that could say, Hey, wake up. You, you could be made. You're throwing money away here. You know, yes. even well, if it's, you know, a couple of hundred dollars a month, it's, you know, once you get a taste of that, the, the, the love brain joke, they don't want to do that part of it. So the problem with a lot of creators and creatives and actors and even people who will take the time to edit and write a script and make a movie and cast their friends, they'll produce it. They'll, they'll love, they love the creating and the creation and they have zero interest in marketing of the creation. Well, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. It's learning how to use you know, you know ads and, and social media and YouTube and the so right things to say and building a list and getting that to that, go, that goes against that goes against what I've seen the last 40 years where people are going to business because all they want to do is market. Yeah. They, well, they want to create, they want to, you know, and some of them don't create anything. They're like, I'll just sell other people's stuff. Exactly. But, Cause they're but, salesmen. Right. But they start, you know, they're independent. They don't get paid unless they sell. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, Hey, I'm networking. How do I, you know, I want to do ads. I mean, I did that for years. I didn't know how to do it. So I had to get other people that knew how to do it. Uh, you know, I have no problem with the accounting because I'm an accountant. So I do we did that but most business owners don't want to do the accounting so i could understand you know the the creatives don't want to do the marketing mm -hmm. okay well you have to do what i did find somebody but well, i think and, that they're but not, not if you're a starving artist you can't afford to hire 
So that's the thing. Unless you have another income, a great side hustle, or you're married and a spouse, you know, chips in, or, or you know, you have a. Uh, and this is this is the, the hardest part: is the time that it takes to create your art and and be in the moment, and then take that. It's almost like another full time job in marketing. So unless you're staying up all night, but you know, hey, you want the balance. If you've got a family, if you're, if you've got kids, um, it really is a, a juggling act. And starving um, artists stay starving because they don't focus. Um, and, okay, uh, so now, now you you speak in my language because nothing is easy. That, no. that's by design. It's not supposed to be easy. So I don't feel bad for for creative people because you know they don't Maybe get it. Do it, 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 it always. <laughs> I feel bad for, you know, because like people like us try to teach people and when they don't get it, that's I'm like, oh, my God, I'll pray for them. So, Joe, but, I did a research on you just recently and I didn't know you were doing this. You're doing something called a 75 day hard challenge. 75 hard. 75 hard. And I was like, what is this? I've been talking to Joe back and forth for a couple of months now. He's never mentioned this hard thing. And it reminded me as I started to watch some of your videos and then look into what it is your challenge is, is uh, a phrase that somebody, uh, and I use it a lot in my programs when I'm speaking to starving artists or people who don't want to be starving artists. Uh, if you want this process to be easy, it's going to be hard. But if you're willing to do the hard stuff, then it'll be easy. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but there's too many people who want something for nothing. And the booby prize is being talented because the more talented you are, that's where your mindset is, is, oh, oh, because I'm so talented, I shouldn't have to do all that other stuff. I find that less talented, mediocre actors, less talented writers, barely there artists who market their ass off, make a lot more money. Okay. Now, now, now you're on to something, which is really uh, the laws of the universe, whether you like it or not. Yeah. If, so, you know, I have a coach, Larry Broughton. I don't know if you know him. No, but you said he's uh, the one that, that challenged you for this 75. Well, no, ago. he, you know, he's been coaching me for like a year and a half. And I said, Larry, I, you know, I'm at a loss. I keep, I look at my life, my, like my cycles and I keep winding up in the same freaking place. Mm. You know, I advance, I learn, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm growing, but uh, I don't think I'm where I should be. I should be a lot further ahead financially and, and all of this. So he says, well, you got to do something different then. <laughs> Common sense, right? I tell people if you want different results. So he said, you know, why don't you try this uh, 75 hard? Like, is that okay. his thing or is that a thing out there? Like No, no, it was a thing it. out there. It's like a movement. And, you know, the funny thing is so I, I started, I said, okay, I'm doing this. I'm not. So that's why I started posting it. I'm like, firstly, you know, I don't want to say I, I didn't do it to Larry. You know, he's like 6'5". He's a former Green Beret. Wow. And, uh, yeah, special ops Green Beret. He's the kind of guy that they would have sent into Afghanistan. Okay, so I'm like, okay, uh, it's pretty little intimidating, right? But that's what I asked for. I said, I can't let Larry down. And then I said, well, what if I put this out to the whole world? Every day I get up, I'll have to tell people that I didn't do it. You know, wow. and then, and, and Craig Doeswalt is going to be proud of me. I said, 
if I do this in the Rock Rock Your Life Facebook group, by the time October comes, I'll be at like day 68 or something. So why 75? Because yeah. I wrote, you know, you hear all these like because, okay, so here here's the here, here, here's the funny thing. The guy that started this, his name is Andy Frischella. Okay. He's got a podcast. He's really raw. Uh, the f bomb is like every other word, and he's just like, "You're you're a loser because you're not doing this. It's seventy five days because thirty isn't enough and sixty isn't enough, and it's supposed to be hard, you know." And here's the thing: the first day I ate a cookie. The second day I found out if you cheat, you start from day one again. Sounds like Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I got yeah, and you, know, <laughs> no, you don't want to, so. But you know you got to do two forty-five day, two forty-five minute workouts a day. Drink a gallon of water. Read ten pages. Uh, have a healthy diet. No junk food. So like the cookie set me back. And take a picture, right, to show your progress. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, um, it seems simple, the, but I bet the, you the, most people don't the even the get to Listen, the <laughs> fifth day. Now I'm doing everything else. I'm doing the forty-five minute walks. Uh, on the fifth day, I'm like, oh, I got to take my picture. I realized I forgot to take my picture on the fourth day. So I had to start from day one again. So now I'm on day 14. But so here's the thing. I'm talking to Larry uh, yesterday. And I said, oh, this guy, Andy Frischella, he's like, oh, he's changing my life. He's like telling me all the stuff that my mother told me that I didn't listen to. <laughs> and he's like, who's Andy Frischella? He, he, Mary said he, that? Yeah, he's like, I, I'm like, he's the guy that created 75 Hard. He's like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> he, Larry did it. He's like, I just did it. And he told a bunch of other people to do it, but he didn't know, like, he didn't listen to the guy's podcast. But I thought that was pretty funny because I'm like, oh my God, this guy's changed. And Larry was just like, oh, you should do this. There's Let too tell you much content. That, that brings me back to why it's so hard to monetize so being the, a creative the, this is so me. this comes back this is why i brought this up okay it's hard it's hard for a reason it's supposed to be hard did you know you know who colby brian is right yeah okay i just watched one of his youtube things he used to get up at 4 a.m in the morning to work out for two hours you know why because when he woke up at six o'clock, he could only get two workouts in a day. So by getting up at 4 a.m., he got three workouts in. And he said, listen, after 10 years of being in the league, I'm five years ahead of everyone else. Mm. Because I worked out that extra two hours every day. And, you know, all these athletes, Michael Jordan, LeBron, they work their butts off. We don't see that. You know, and it goes with everything, with business, with acting. So, you know, you know, Glenn Morshower, right? Yes, I do. Okay. It's work. He's Nothing's been on my work. programs. He's, he's. Oh, um, has he? Yes. Yeah. He's on, come so on he's, to my gold standard program. Yeah, he's lovely. He, he's, just, he's an inspiration, but ask him, you know, tell, ask him what he had to do to get, to get jobs. And now, you know, he's in a whole different level. 
Yeah, and he, he became that, successful, but it wasn't easy. The distinction that, uh, first of all, I love it because my company is called Act Outside the Box. And he says, you got to do the outside the box things. Everybody uses that term, uh, but it's not enough to think outside the box. You got to take action. That's what the act means. So how do, you, how do you get people, you know, because I've seen you got a lot of people following you. You have a nice, nice little uh, community there. And I know that it's growing. Place. Yes, it is. How do you, so you're attracting the people, right? I see that. They love you. Well, How I do you that too once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but so how do you actually, and I, I don't know how much, oh, we're on 25 minutes already. I usually try to keep these to like 20 minutes because. Oh, geez, we're almost we're done then. Oh, well. No, let, I, I have a couple of, let's, I want to, What's your process to take people like to you really got to ch- you don't only have to teach them that this is what you got to do. You got to. Well, like- I'll, I'll tell you very simply, I have a process where I work backwards. So uh, and I have people focus because the thing about dreamers and creatives is our dreams stay kind of nebulous and out there and always unattainable. And they don't we don't set goals and we don't know when we've met benchmarks along the way. So when I start working with a client, whether it's a private coaching client or in several of my programs, I have you start with the end in mind. What is your dream of being a successful artist? You know, what does it look like? How much money is in the bank? Do you have a second home? Are you married? What are you in a different country? What are are you on a series? Are you you know, what is it that you want exactly? And most people have never even been asked that question in this business of show. The, the, you know who you sound like? Who? And, and don't get John Limbacher. It's like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta see it. No, he's telling me that yeah. you gotta see it. You gotta feel it. I think maybe he heard it from me. He uh, might, know. you know, but, but it's, uh, it's a I lot mean, of people say it. It's like, you yeah. gotta visualize it. Right. Yeah. And I've been doing this for 12 years and I haven't changed it in 12 years. So, um, and then what I do is I have people work backwards because hold, hold on think, a second. So how do you get them to, do you do like a vision board? Do you have them journal? What do they do? It depends on what program I have a program called being your own CEO, the business of show and, uh, you know, five components of running uh, a major corporation, you know, the CEO, which is the mission and the vision. When we're working on that, uh, we'll work on that for two or three hours. And then part of that is a vision board. Uh, and then I have people come up and speak it because a lot of people are visual. A lot of people are auditory. A lot of people write, you know, so yeah. people learn in different ways, but to really get it in you, that's just the CEO portion. And then, hey, you come in handy for the CFO portion. Uh, okay, now you got to have money, money to invest, money to fund, and then the money that comes in, where you allocate it and you don't waste it. It's, um, it's not a limited resource. It's a very abundant resource, but managing that resource is the key. I get um, it. You know, so I won't go into all the rest of that. But Right, but, that's, um, that's good. You know, so the the thing about working backwards then is then you start to break it down into more benchmarks and attainable steps so that literally you have the list of what there is to accomplish tomorrow. And the one little baby step and action you take tomorrow is in support and fulfillment of that larger dream. 
the problem that most creatives have is that their dream is so big or their vision is so big, but it's undis or indistinguished, undistinguished, one of those words, that they really just don't know what to wake up and do tomorrow. They know, you know they're doing something. So what do they do? Is... They continue to create. They continue to be in an acting class. They continue to paint. They continue to write because that's the only thing that makes them feel like they're on the path to their dreams. But wow. that is not the answer. It's it's like they're just locked up in a room and not. And, and you know that's pretty much what Andy Frischella says. He's like, it's mm -hmm. one day at a time. It's, you know, Vincent Van Gogh didn't make any money on his art or become famous until after he was dead. And he yeah. was insane uh, during his process. And I think that's really what a lot of, you know, artists suffer from this insanity of I just want to create. I just want to create. But why can't I feed myself? And why can't, don't I have good relationships? And why do I drink all the time? And it's why am sad. I it, it's sad. That's you don't want to see anybody, you know, and that I do this with. You know, it's it's almost like the same story as an entrepreneur. You know, it's listen. You have you have you have all this potential. If you just tweak this and you change a little, you know, your mindset a little, you could have everything, right? Yeah. So when I work with people uh, in my, uh, I have a membership group called the Gold Standard. I work really holistically because why do we do any of it? And I love the law of attraction and what you focus on expands and, you know, being an artist and trying to make money, at, uh, whether you're doing it for a living or for a hobby, that's just part of your life. You have your health, you have your family, you have your loved ones, you have your pets. I'm a fur mom. I'm like, that's a huge part of my life. And why do I do anything? So I work from a holistic um, approach uh, that makes it easier for you to get down to, okay, this is the thing that I'm committing to doing tomorrow. Very much like your heart 75. Um, the, the, the thing is, is will you get up and do it tomorrow? That's the answer. To, will you keep your word to yourself and to others is the very, very basic integrity that you need to put in in order to have all your dreams come true. That's it. Will I give okay. my word and keep that, my word? That's it. That, that's, a, that's a good place to end pretty much because I, I want to – this has been great. Lisa, we'll have to do it again. Uh, can, I, can I invite your listeners to uh, yeah yeah i didn't mean it's it's over over i want to you know it's, how do people get in touch with you how do they join your group okay because so well one of the things it, that i do is i give away a free uh white paper that i've written with a bunch of links and resources called um how to make money just being you and so if you go to moneybeingyou.com moneybeingyou.com Okay, let me see if I could put that in the chat. Seven ways to make money just being you. My favorite one is in commercials because yeah. everybody wants real people in commercials. So if you've ever wanted to have your 15 minutes of fame um, uh, and, and you have uh, any kind of creative hamminess of you, that's that's one really great way. So let, I, I want to ask you a question about that. What yeah. is it? Be, just being you no, Money being you. Money being com. you. Okay, so the commercials, and I think that you were talking. So you you don't have to be like a beautiful. I mean, you could just be like like me, like just a normal person they, and get into they commercials. Want bald people, people with gaps in their tooth, overweight people. I, uh, I'm bald. I'm bald. I got I, a commercial recently because I have eyebrows 
well, I'm, I'm in this trial now that the eyebrows come to here and then they kind of stopped. So I'm working with this famous guy. Again, I didn't know he was famous. His name's Chaz Dean. I'm like, who's Chaz Dean? Chaz? Are you kidding me? Never heard. Don't say I've never heard of him. Apparently you look at him <laughs> everywhere. He's put this way. I'm aging myself. He's the Vidal Sassoon of today. Get so, out of here. Oh know. my God. Yeah, he's everywhere. That guy was huge. And like, I'm, me and Chaz were like this and I'm like, and when I said that to a friend, they go, Chaz Dean. So uh, anyway, uh, I got a commercial okay. because I had thinning eyebrows. I've got another commercial because I had wrinkles. I got another commercial because I had an older car. And my commercial that's coming out in October of this year for Jardians is, no, I don't have type 2 diabetes, which is it's a drug for that. But I had to have a body mass index of a certain number or higher in order to even qualify. Oh so we want real people. We want to see I, ourselves listen, reflected I, back. I have all kinds of problems I could tell you about. Can you get me on a commercial? Gas, you know, gasping, <laughs> uh, okay. all of it. Okay. So, so, okay. So what is it? moneybeingyou.com yeah. they can connect with you they can get into your group yeah right? you know what you do is you'll put in your email address um yeah moneybeingyou.com and, and now you. i i do want to mention so every month you have what's the name of the uh the meeting showbiz oh, night the gold standard. well the, i do the, the gold standard and then have, and then one month i do something called showbiz thursdays uh okay. where I bring in people uh that's open to my entire email list uh gold standard can any can anybody go besides your email list yeah but they gotta know about it so you know, oh, okay so they gotta get on your email list so, so they gotta get on my email list or you can always go to act outside the box.com that's my website address and yeah that's it. Okay, cool. So the reason why I wanted to bring up the Showbiz Thursdays is because you, you charge a $20 fee, mm -hmm. but it all goes to a charity. Best Friends Animal Society. Um, Bestfriends.org is uh, the, the website URL if you want to check out. It's the largest... Well, first of all, it's, they've got the largest no-kill animal sanctuary in North America. That includes Canada. Um, wow. In all of North America, it's in Kanab, Utah. I've, I've visited there and have volunteered uh, personally. It is so rewarding. That's where um, Cesar Milan uh, did his show Dogtown. Uh, that's where they sent Michael Vick's uh, dogs to be oh. rehabilitated. They do uh, so many domestic animals. Um uh, it just, it's, it's, and then they've got satellite offices in all the major cities. Uh, they do something once a year called strut your mutt. I've done a fundraiser many times. And that's also where I uh, ended up adopting my kitten by accident when I went to volunteer at a kitten rescue event. But, you know, animals are, are my children and my yeah. And uh, as are a lot of people out there, I know yes. that message. So. <clears throat> Okay, parting words of wisdom. If you're a starving artist out there, what, what would you want to tell them? Oh, my gosh. Buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride, but you have to have fun along the way. you got to keep your vibe really high. And what I mean by that is I love the acronym of vibe. Visualize, intend, believe, and then you'll experience. So I love that. I, I love that vibe, right? Keep that vibe 
high, keep the negative Nellies. Don't listen to anybody who says no, or it has to be this, or it has to be that way. Check in with your gut. Uh, realize you have something very special and creative within you that no one else can duplicate. It's just you. And then market the crap out of it. <laughs> I, I love that. Thank you, Lisa. And I, I, I would like to add that pain is inevitable. Inevitable. Yes. You're going you're gonna to have pain, but suffering is optional. Yes, it is. Okay. I, and it's, and that that's before. just a mindset. And too you know, many people that, suffer and struggle and starve, and there's no reason for it. Yeah. So se 75 hard is painful, but I've lost 13 pounds already, Lisa. Wow. That is amazing. I, yeah. I, you know, I need to lose a few myself. The quarantine 15 is still sticking here a little bit. <laughs> Do 75 hard, man. Yeah. Try it. Well, can, I, can I try with 30 hard? I mean, 75 seems so daunting. Do 30 hard twice and then do it. 30 hard two and a half times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Over and out. That's our story, folks. We're sticking with it. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, guys. Stay Thank on, Lisa. I have, I have some important uh, happy tax news for you. Yep. Yeah.